Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, sorry we were delayed a little bit, but there's a lot of stuff happening. We got Milwaukee Metal Fest set times just got released. We got vendors being announced, uh, signings being announced, live podcasts being announced. Go to MilwaukeeMetalFestival.com or check out TheRave.com slash MetalFest or just go to our Facebook. That's the most up-to-date. Facebook.com slash Milwaukee metal fest and you'll see chris garza is taking dino's spot at the pre-party and he's going to be doing a live podcast we will post the times hopefully uh, by this weekend but if you're listening to this wednesday night or thursday afternoon we got uh monty from bleed the sky on the podcast today and this was a fun chat uh monty's great yeah dude Mon monty's great we should have him back on soon uh after the after the festival yeah, we really should. I, I hope you guys enjoy this. And thanks to all our sponsors. Thank you, IndieMerchStore.com. They're another one of our great vendors and podcast sponsors that will be at Milwaukee Metal Fest. Make sure you stop by their tent. And if you want to shop before the fest and get some gear, you still got time. IndieMerchStore.com. Use the promo code JOSTA10. Speaking of vendors, I want to welcome Pathos Productions. Also, Hell's Headbangers is going to be there set up. Big shout out to uh, Justin and Eric. Also want to thank, we got uh, Sabby's going to be there. I mean, there's just so many. You'll see them on the vendor section on the site. Um, speaking of sponsors and supporting this podcast, Century Media is absolutely killing it right now. And it's a big month. It, you thought you thought April was big with, with Unearth uh, coming out. Now they got Frozen Soul coming out in nine days. Eight days by the time you hear this. Frozen Soul glacial domination album release and of course frozen soul is playing saturday the 27th at metal fest can't wait for that but check out centurymedia.store also thank you to monarch heavy they have a great band sam nuri who are playing the pre-party at milwaukee metal fest big thanks to monarch heavy for bringing us today's show sponsoring the podcast sponsoring milwaukee metal fest you can check out the sam nuri album desiderium over at monarchheavy.com and you will save 15% when you use the code 666. All right. Big thanks to Monarch Heavy. Of course, I got to thank Manscaped. Trim your beard, trim your ass, trim your trim your balls, trim it all with manscaped.com. Promo code JOSTA. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. Last but certainly not least, Metal Blade Records is bringing us today's episode. We love Metal Blade. They love you. Not only does Brian Slagle have a brand new book out, which you've got to go get. I saw it's number one on Amazon. And he's going to be signing Saturday, May 27th at Milwaukee Metal Fest. Plus, they have the new uh, Death Ray Vision coming out with their new vocalist. It sounds awesome. I played the new song on the Weekly Metal Roundup on the Patreon. But uh, go check that out at metalblade.com slash deathrayvision and make sure you get a copy of Brian's book wherever books are sold. We will have them for sale at Milwaukee Metal Fest at the martyrstore.net tent and then you can get it signed by the man himself, Brian Slagle, Saturday, May 27th. Check our socials for the time of the signing. All right, everybody, we got Monty from Bleed the Sky now on to the show. My friend, the lead singer of Hate Breed, the 
infamous and notorious Jamie Jasta is in the building. That's what's up. Jamie Jasta from the metal band Hatebreed. That guy's famous. Coffee, death metal, and push-ups. That's Jamie Jasta. Remember Jamie Jasta? You know him. He's podcast, but he's also he's a metal fan. I would say delete that. That shit is hard. We, this has been a marathon day, just so you know. So all good, man. We'll, we'll wait to for the patrons to get in here. Let's we'll see how many people. We, I think I updated the link. Here we go, Chris Shea. Round three. Here we go, Dominique Zimmer. I'm ready. Chris Larice is in the in the house. All right, um, and and some of the patrons had I forget what song we played of yours. It, I thought it was I thought it was the Parasite. Was that is that the most recent one? Yeah, that's the new one. Yeah. Okay, it might have been the one before that because I, unless I'm just spacing, because I remember hearing this one, the parasite with Mark, right from Camara. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. How did you guys link up? Uh, so Austin, our drummer, uh, drums in Chimera. He's a uh, he's a current drummer, so he's doing that that reunion, um, that 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 show on uh, in the middle of May. I apologize in advance. I'm getting over COVID. I just got back from traveling oh, wow. and managed to pick up a uh, European flavor. So. Uh, here I am again. I forget which round this is. I'm feeling fine, but I sound like a foghorn. So apologies in advance. Holy shit. You you're just getting over COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I got back from Iceland on Sunday and I got on the plane and I had a fucking brutal hangover and I thought it was just, you know, normal hangover stuff. And then I landed in Seattle. Uh, it felt like it was like allergies. Like, OK, I'm back in this part of the world. It's springtime. My trees are blooming. Maybe it's just allergies. Uh, and then lo and behold, I woke up the next day and I was starving and a weird symptom I had last time I had COVID was I was just fucking insatiable. I would eat. I ate everything in the house and I kind of felt that again. I was like, that's weird. I usually don't feel you know hungry when I'm sick. So I grabbed the test and uh, that line was a uh, pink and proud, man. It was real thick. Uh, so all good. All good. I'm feeling much better, though. Right on. Right on. So, OK, so let's start with the timeline. When did you join? Join Bleed the Sky. Oh, I just joined. I, I just joined up with, with the project. Uh, they got a new singer after the original singer, Noah, departed. Um, I think he was just kind of, just heart wasn't in it as much. Uh, and they wanted to get the ball rolling again. They wanted to, you know, kind of fire up the machine uh, after they'd been dormant for a little bit. And Noah, just to my understanding, just wasn't really fully on board. So they searched for a new singer. They got uh, a gentleman named Rudy, who was in So This Is Suffering, I, I believe. They did one single with him called Rotten Flesh. And uh, just one of those things where it wasn't a good fit, you know, uh, and they let him go. And then uh, my band, my other band, Ember Throne, our agent shared an agent with Bleed the Sky. And so we kind of got to talking behind the scenes. And uh, here we are. Okay. All right. So and Austin was in both. He was in Devil Driver at one point too, right? Yeah, he was in Devil Driver for a while. I think from like fourteen until uh, two thousand fourteen until a few weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, so that's so the connection. See, every the, all these bands they share members, and everybody knows everybody, and it's yeah, hard man. to keep up with the lineup changes and stuff. But this is the the newest lineup. So Austin's still in Camara, or or is doing the shows with them. Yeah, as but far he, as I know, yeah. Okay, but he was the later drummer. Like he's on the album uh, before they split up. 
Yeah, he's on he's on the Devil Driver record, the one with the wolf, I think, the one with like the wolf behind like the No, I mean the Camara record. Oh, oh, the Camara record. Uh I believe so. Yeah, I believe he was yeah. on the last two maybe. Uh, I'm not right. certain. Right. Okay. Okay. So it's yeah, cuz the lineup that they're playing with coming up soon is Rob Arnold um Matt is DeVries with them? I believe so. Yeah, uh, I believe cool. so, yeah. Yeah, I, as far as I know, it's it's one of not the fuller, obviously the original lineup, but it's one of the the recent like touring, you know, uh, 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 strong lineups they had towards the end of the their time as a full time band. So I, I'm excited. I wish I could go. I'm I'm unable to to head out there for that. I got to be out of the country for work again. But uh, the other guys and Bleed the Sky are all flying out to support Austin. It looks awesome. Um, I haven't heard anything, but I'm you know, crossing my fingers that Chimera decides to come back at least, uh, you know, in a part-time fashion and keep it going. Cause I mean, that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And both because you guys have other gigs, you, both bands can just exist and just tour or do gigs at separate times. And it won't really like mess up the flow. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I mean, and that's one of the reasons why, um, believe the sky and I work really well together is, is, um, just the ability to do this more or less part-time you know we have stuff in the works that we're booking for for the states we have stuff we're looking into for trying to get over to europe pretty soon we're, we're talking to people we're trying to really you know beat the drum we have some other stuff in the uh in the uh um the coffers that we're they're pulling out some new songs that we're working on that we're really excited about so but to your point yeah uh, we're able to kind of do multiple things spin multiple plates and, and just keep it going right on right on okay so the so the what is so with, with your work what is your um yeah what is your profession uh i do sales and marketing for an app called expensify that's able to like track expenses and bills and invoices for businesses um automatically so i've turned a lot of my, my band buddies on it a lot of touring people every receipt you get snap a picture of it it automatically compiles it and at the end of the tour end of the month end of the year you can just hit it to a spreadsheet give it to your tax guy everything's categorized all the receipts are there easy shit. So I do sales and marketing for that, but I have to travel a lot for, for different purposes. So, but they're super cool with me playing music. They're all about it. Um, I did a tour, like two weeks of shows, not even a full tour, but like two weeks of shows back in 2019, uh, before all, all the, all the fun stuff in 2020 and they were beyond cool with it. So anytime I'm like, Hey, I got some show offers. They're like, go for it, dude. As long as I can just, you know, work from coffee shops or, or however, we're kind of asynchronous like that. So it works. Right on. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that company. Are they like sponsoring podcasts now and stuff? I was uh, I was the guy that signed those contracts, actually. <laughs> that did all those podcast ads. That was all me. <laughs> right on. And YouTubers, too, right? Like my daughter. I feel like my daughter was watching a YouTube video the other night, and I heard about this app. Most likely. Yeah, I don't think I was. I did the YouTube stuff. I did all the podcast and like out-of-home advertising and Google AdWords. A lot of that stuff is the is my department. Right on, right on. So the when you when you play now with with Bleed the Sky, is it mainly you're doing new material or do you play material from those I, I mean I remember the albums like it was nuclear blast, right? There was two. Yeah. Yeah. What, what um, is the, what is the set like? Uh, the set we built definitely has a lot of old stuff in it. Um, I've had to kind of expand my vocal capacity. I've been taking clean singing lessons and have worked on the stuff. Uh, luckily, it's not anything too outrageous. It's not anything too crazy, but I've never really been a, a clean singer. I've always played death metal. And uh, so it's definitely been an interesting challenge to, to kind of 
go out of my comfort zone, but I'm really liking it. A lot of the earlier stuff definitely has that new wave of American heavy metal vibe, you know, um, definitely pulls from Chimera, Machine Head, Lamb of God, a lot of that. So I, I grew up on that stuff. So getting to play these songs and work with this material and kind of expand my voice has been fucking awesome, man. Cool. So you're, but you're the third singer. I guess so. Lucky number three, lucky number three. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're seeing it work for a lot of bands right now. It's, it's, it's not like it was where bands would really, really suffer from losing a member or having to re- have a lineup change. We're seeing like audiences, I, I almost feel are more open-minded. Not that, not that I believe this guy was like a super established true, band true. where, you know, there, cause I'm not, I'm not even sure, um, you know, if I haven't like I haven't seen anything that said like, oh, it's not like it was back in the day or whatever. Like, it's almost <laughs> like you're starting fresh. Pretty much. Way, right? Pretty much. And we have a couple of original members that that started it back in 2000 and 2002, 2003. But, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. It used to be front page news. Right. It was such a big deal for I mean, even even lower level like sea level bands when they changed singers. That was like that was you know, the, the it ticket, that was the story. Now it's just kind of par for the course members, members changing out, unfortunately, but I mean, it is what it is. Well, and also I think because Pete, there were some like fans that are really in the know and fans that know some of the deathcore bands and stuff, they know like you've been a little bit of a road dog and you've filled in for other bands. And so it's not like you're just coming in just out of nowhere, right? Like they, like you filled in for thy art is murder and some other bands. Yeah, yeah, I've I've bopped around a bunch. Um, I played with a band called Alter Beast for a while, uh, and then yeah, I, I was a, I always say, uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. But I'm hoping to finally, <laughs> you know, put a fucking ring on it with, with these guys. But yeah, bopped around as a hired gun, merch guy, driver, TM. Just you know, wanted to be on the road for most of my twenties. But got married a few years ago, got the tech job, and now I'm just trying to find guys that are on that same frequency. Um, and the bleed the sky guys again we're all in that ability that we have the same kind of expectation of what we want to do we're all really driven and given the marvels of modern technology we do everything remote i record all of my vocals right here everybody is you know interspersed throughout the country so it's really easy it's really effortless and uh, we want to get out there and do it as much as possible uh and you know hopefully our wives and children will still you know like us (laughs) but yeah (laughs) and and are you free agents like are you is it going to be like just release singles and shop it or like if anybody's listening from a label like are you accepting offers yeah, we're definitely looking into some things. We're looking into some things. We don't have any kind of concrete game plan. We've all been doing this and have been you know, around the block a few times and know what's a good offer and know what we're looking for when we see it. Um, you know, we're not trying to jump at the first, you know, shiny thing that passes us by. But at the moment we have, you know, again, a couple more songs in the chamber, a couple more videos we're working on. That we want to just, again, beat that drum uh, and, and kind of get that engagement up and get that that listenership back and pull that Um but yeah, if the right thing comes along, if anyone's listening, we'd absolutely entertain having conversations. But at the moment, we're having fun. We're putting our best work forward, uh, and we'll just see what what shakes out. I always wonder how it works when the when there's members in multiple bands, and maybe those other bands might have a deal, or one of the guys might have have a solo deal. Like, do they have to go look at their paperwork and say, "Oh, can I can I be in this band and have another deal?" Or is it going to be one member that signs or whatever? You know, that's a good question. That's a good question. I I imagine. It, I mean, I, I don't. I can't speak intelligently to it, but I imagine it's got to be like 
like the how lucrative is the deal right how big is this band where it's like smaller potatoes like my other bands uh, uh, on a label and they don't they don't give two shits when i told them like the guy <laughs> our, our head a and r texted me he's like that's fucking awesome man congrats on bleed the sky I'm, you're, you're, you're cool he's like yeah i don't care dude so yeah you know if well, we're making knows, maybe, so many money yeah right maybe if maybe if it, these singles keep reacting good like maybe they'll make an offer you know the your label yeah. for the other band absolutely um, but yeah i think i think nowadays it's like when you're throwing uh ideas against the wall there's no rules there's no blueprint like i i was reading a thing about Bandcamp for this friday and I was like, man, I'm going to put up other shit on Bandcamp before this Friday. And, you know, of course, if you're working with a label, you're working with a marketing company, or if you're working with somebody who's kind of in that system, they're, you know, they're like, no, 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 you got to get it out at the same time on all the platforms or whatever. But I like, I like that it's kind of going back to the wild style, like the old yeah, days man. right now, where CDs, I mean, God, I just came from our warehouse and this, every package is like a CD. And I'm like, CDs are coming back. No Vinyl, shit. Obviously, vinyl's been back for a while, but now I feel like CDs are coming back. I think people are building their collections out. It's it's and it's crazy because I go, I ask my my uh, stepbrothers over there now, and I I'm like, wow, and he's like, I didn't know so many people bought CDs. We're both kind of blown away by it, but it's promising, especially if you were going to do this yourself, if you're going to put it out on your own label. And you want to know like, what's the gauge? Do we print up five thousand? Do we print up two thousand? Like you know. Yeah, is it actually worth it? That's that's so funny. It's like it's time is going cyclical again. Cade's discovered vinyl, and then tapes were really big for a minute. I think like some hardcore bands are still moving tapes and yeah. CDs. It's like it's funny to go back to that. I uh, I, my car is a CD player, and every once in a blue moon, like my wife, she uh, she still holds on to her like CD booklet from college. I think it's just you know nostalgia to have that. And every once in a while, we'll put on a CD. And going from like streaming on Spotify from our phones to our like, you know, a fairly new car, like it sounds fine. But then we'll listen to a CD and we're like, holy shit, this sounds amazing. And it's I can definitely see the allure that the, the yeah. quality is definitely there. And you hear what you're missing when you kind of have that frame of reference. So that's awesome man. bring them back. Hell yeah. It really is a noticeable difference, too. I used to Dude, not totally. be that guy. I used to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Then I plug my phone into this. I have like this little Marshall um, like mini speaker. When you put the CD player into that versus the phone, it is fucking very noticeable. Next especially, level, man. Especially you put in like a remaster, like that Pantera Far Beyond Driven remaster. Oh, or you oh, put Hell like, yeah, dude. <laughs> and, and, or some of these modern master, like, Shout out to Will Putney. Like he, Dude. he masters loud. Like his, his shit's loud. Like the shit that he produces. But, and I like some of it, some of it's brick wall, but like that shit kicks so much harder on CD. Absolutely. It's not the Swiss cheese of vacation of, you know, streaming. I, uh, I worked for monster cable for a while back in the day. And uh, when, when beats first came out, and it was kind of ironic because Beats, when they first came out, were absolute dog shit because Monster <laughs> built Beats, you know. But their whole like pitch was that like you're not hearing the music as it's supposed to be heard, man, with the little white earbuds and creating a whole different you know market vertical for like giant you know bougie headphones. But they we, they did put us through a whole course of like explaining the different audio like you know um, uh, 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 after effect of what that's supposed to sound like and that whole like what the audio frequencies and the fields and 
I'm, I'm butchering it now because it's been years, but it definitely rang true where it was like, here's what this sounds like and check it out this with the full range and yada, yada. And it blew my mind. So I was I was definitely, a you know, a big, a big proponent of that for for a long time and helped me sell a handful of uh, Beats headphones to some dumb kids <laughs> at uh, Best Buy. So, hey, you know, it worked out. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you don't realize how many chains the music has to go through to get into your ears and for you to be yeah. able to listen to it. And then when you think about it, like, all right, like right now I'm wearing the beats wireless ones just oh, for this podcast. Me too, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I, and I've been enjoying them, but if you, you know, there's no way to connect these with a hard wire. No. Like if you, when I connect to the Marshall speaker with the, with the XLR or whatever, the XLR to headphone adapter, and and I use my Bose that still have the wire, not the Bluetooth. It is, yeah. it's like a religious experience listening to music, <laughs> especially like I did one where I, I did it hardwired where I laid down and like, it was like a meditation with all different oh, bin, binaural beats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it made me think about why like raving is so big and like remember when raving was like the biggest thing ever and like people like i don't get it it's a fucking dj like they're literally just hitting play (laughs) well they they were able to sonically connect with something and maybe it's in part due to the drugs that everybody's taking as well doesn't hurt that doesn't hurt (laughs) but i see it now in metal where kids are younger listeners are gravitating to some of the older records that aren't so processed. I'm like, wait, are we going to have a, is it going to go back now where everybody's going to do standard tuning and no pro tools and the drums are not on the grid. And <laughs> cause some of those like records where the drums aren't on the grid, like the so Slayer records, like they got so much fucking personality, those Danzig records. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can hear the actual, the personality of it. I was listening to Heartwork recently. I was in Iceland and like, still like some of the drum work on that. It's like, it's not, off but it's definitely not like on like there's something going on here that i can't put my finger on but that's like the charm of it right that's like the the allure where now like hearing that you know machine shit i mean i love beneath the massacre and you know rings of saturn as much as the next guy but it's like after a while sometimes you want that kind of organic connection to who you're listening to and especially when it's you know in a 360 environment when you have that kind of connection it's another level yeah, it's like one is very pasteurized and one is straight out of the tit, straight out of the fucking, straight out of the cow. That's raw. That's, that's the marketing, man, for the next record. It's just, no, man, this is hate breed straight out of the tit. Yeah. No, no, not homogenized, pasteurized, whatever the fuck they call it. No, straight man. raw milk. But but that's illegal, right? The raw milk is illegal. You get in trouble now if you try. They to- want to keep you down, man. They want to keep things down. They want to. <laughs> Maybe not in France. I think it's like certain cheeses are illegal in the United States that aren't pasteurized to a certain degree, but in like France and other parts of Europe. So we got, they've unlocked it, man. They they know the key. They know the secret. We got to, we got to tap into that. (laughs) We really do. Cause I swear when I eat bread and cheese in France, I don't have to fucking go take a nap. There's something different. That shit hits different over there. They're doing it right, man. They're doing it right. They really are. (laughs) Quick interruption, letting you know today's episode is brought to you by Metal Blade Records, and we are so appreciative of Metal Blade support, not only of the Jossa Show podcast, but also of Milwaukee Metal Fest. They're one of our official sponsors, and they have the brand new Death Ray Vision album coming out in June. You can go to metalblade.com slash deathrayvision for more information. You know, this is Mike D from Kill Switch Engage. 
from Overcast. They got a new vocalist, Keith Bennett, who sounds great. And the album is killer. They sent me in advance. I suggest everyone go out and pre-order it over at metalblade.com slash deathrayvision. And while you're at it, pick up Brian Slagle's new book and come to his signing Saturday, May 27th in Milwaukee at Milwaukee Metal Fest at the Eagles Rave Club. Big thank you to Brian Slagle and the whole Metal Blade crew for sponsoring the fest and today's show. Head on over to metalblade.com slash deathrayvision and also be sure to check out Brian's book, his brand new book, which we will have for sale at Milwaukee Metal Fest. While I have you, also check out Manscaped. Number, number, uh, how many, geez, how many episodes have Manscaped sponsored now? They're great. So many. And, uh, you know, we love Manscaped over here. It keeps our ginger beards in order. It, it really does. And I'm going to have to, ch- I'm going to have to ch- do the sideburns, I think, uh, ahead of Milwaukee Metal Fest. And I think if you're headed there and you want the mustache to be nice and trim, or maybe you think you're going to meet someone of the opposite sex, or maybe somebody of the same sex, that's fine with me too. That's none of my business, but listen, trim it up down there. Don't go to Milwaukee metal fest with hippie Dick. All right. Go to manscaped.com. Get the performance package 4.0. You'll love all the extras. They got a bonus for you. And that bonus is that your boner is going to look bigger when you trim it down an inch or two. All right, Buster, go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code Josta. You'll save 20% off plus free shipping big thanks to manscaped now back to the show after neil young and 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 everybody was trying to promote that sonos or whatever that system was yeah it 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 got the discussion got to be where it was like convenience beat out the quality and i and i get that but when i listen to records and and even now the other day when i when i went back and listened to the track with mark from camara I just listened on the Bluetooth headphones through YouTube. I like yeah. I like YouTube, yeah. but the YouTube quality crushes is, it. I mean, dude, it's so compressed. Yeah. Yeah. And and would you pay? Like, is that I'm already paying for YouTube. Me too. Yeah. Would you pay? Like, should there be a tiered system where you get the law? Like Bandcamp has the lossless, right? Yeah, flack files, right? You can download flack or wave files, I think, for each release. Yeah. I wonder if we saw the analytics, like do bands sell more of the wave or, or flack files? I mean, anything I buy off Bandcamp, which admittedly is not as much as I should, but when I do buy, I definitely look for the highest quality for, for sure. Cause it's like, well, what's the point? Why, why wouldn't I, you know what I mean? There's been murmurs that, that Spotify has been, been working on a like premium tier, a lossless tier where it's like you can they'll stream flack files and only like a certain you know percentage of their catalog will be available for it because they only have so much and they have to transcribe it in a certain way blah 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 um and i definitely pay for that if, if that was the case and obviously hopefully more of the money would go back to the bands um and it was like a more lossless experience then yeah man hardwire me in that's that's the fucking future i mean the, again that, that monster cable training is is still tattooed on my brain on that quality and if you said it's it's definitely a difference when you can when you can hear that and experience it Here, here's a question that got like that got me like people got real angry on the call when i said it but why and and would you consider this if the if the money was right why hasn't there been an exclusive like just one like just it's only available on Bandcamp or it's only available on Spotify or it's only available on iTunes. I'm why it makes you think why is yeah. that why hasn't that been done? You've seen yeah. it where they do the physical 
yeah, yeah. like two months before Spotify, but even bands stopped doing that. Like Anthrax did it, Clutch did it. I don't think bands have done it since then. Hmm. I mean, yeah, especially if it was like an indie band, right, where they didn't have, you know, label masters to appease or anybody, right, where it was like, no, we just want to put this out on Bandcamp. I mean, I imagine there's got to be some like local bands that are doing it or some like there's got to be someone we're missing that's like an underground local heroes or something that's just kind of flying under the radar. I'd imagine that only puts it out on Bandcamp. Um that that's a good question um and it probably affects their bottom line too because they're probably like look we have a if there is bands like that like say an underground band like you said like a like a someone who has a cult following they the fans would probably understand like hey yeah you know what i can't get this on spotify for free i gotta pay the 10 bucks but i own it and it um yeah because i think the first time i i forgot to re-up or whatever like all the shit i download was gone Oh wow, on Spotify, think, just yeah. yeah where I think, about right. Whereas I think with Bandcamp, you always have it. Oh, it's on your hard drive. Hard drive. It's not like it's not gated via the platform, right? Like in Spotify, it's downloaded on your hardware, but it's gated through that token. But with Bandcamp, it's like no, it just downloads it directly to your to your hard drive. I think so, and it could have just been that I was on like uh, I wasn't on like the premium tier, or I was, but then I didn't re-up i i have like five different fucking spotify's i can't log into any of them oh damn that sounds I, I, stressful fuck it, yeah i think it was because on one of one of my josta releases i was like on as like an admin and then i lost the password or something i forget but they did they did just email me the other day and said that i had like 10 percent more listeners okay. this month there's like seventy five thousand monthly listeners for the josta releases and i was like wow this is great but it does make you think Okay, if this was exclusive to Bandcamp, would yeah. ten would ten percent of that buy the release? Because that could be a game changer. Even What's that translate to? Yeah, that is a seventy five hundred records sold right now. Is you're you're fucking you're huge. doing okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially um, if it's yeah. digital and they're and you're not having to send them all out. Um, no but even if it's even if it's CDs and vinyl and you have to send them out and you're and you're charging reasonable price for the shipping. Yeah, I mean, I hope there's a more segmented, fragmented, like direct to consumer kind of approach. Like you see it with like Substack, right? With like, you know, news articles and you see writers going to that, that, that medium and selling their subscription to that. So why shouldn't musicians and artists and bands move over to, you know, direct via Bandcamp? And no, we're not going to be on Spotify. And that more segmentation, that's only going to help the little guy. You know what I mean? That's only going to help their bottom line. But I think what's like the, the you know, economical tipping point of of exposure to actual sales right so if you're not on spotify if you're not on the mainstreaming you know uh, uh platforms and you're still up and coming you're still trying to claw your way then you know getting on tour packages you know getting you know submitting for offers i imagine those numbers you know they, they mean a whole hell of a lot to the agent putting it together so if they see you're not on spotify at all then hey that's a hard pass sorry oh, but their Bandcamp numbers are great but okay i gotta put together a whole you know inclusive spreadsheet package to whoever you know is the headliner yada yada so you know again where's that tipping point on where's like okay now we've gotten big enough for our britches now we're like a blood incantation or like a gate gate creeper where it's like we're, we're fucking hot shit and we're killing it and we have a fan base and now we have the ability do you know what we're gonna pull our stuff off of spotify apple music title whatever big dick move and then only put it on Bandcamp, and you have to buy it directly and this is how music should be 
it, it's a ballsy move. You know, I, I don't know if it's that there's so many risk risk factors in the industry today that, you know, people that get to that point may not want to, you know, undercut that for the risk of like the possibility of making more money. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a conundrum. Yeah. And you could. So one of the things I brought up was like, if you search certain artists, their podcasts will pop up too. So you oh, could, word. you could put a track. Like if you search, say an artist and you're only going to be exclusive to Bandcamp, you could put one track or you could put a spoken word track that says, Hey, we're not on Spotify. Go check us out. I don't know if Spotify would let that fly, mm. but you could I, do podcasts where you say that. And then if that comes up, then people could find you. But I get what you mean. It's like we, we did. There are some bands we gauge for tour slots. And then for Milwaukee metal fest, where we went to their Spotify and we're like, this can't be right. They, they only have, 200 monthly listeners they're they're a pretty popular band but that's in the underground scene like the black metal scene that or whatever they're listening on youtube i think when we went to youtube one of the bands we didn't end up booking them but we were gonna and we were gonna pay them a premium to be like a one-off show one of the bands they're just not a spotify type of band it doesn't move the needle for them but you go on youtube and they got fucking millions of views on youtube fair Um, yeah weird it's it's different strokes for different folks, but I do wonder if somebody's going to just fucking shake the game up and do something like that and get a big check. And then once that exception to the rule happens, then the others well, will hey. follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I actually thought it was going to happen when Amazon started doing the print on demand. I don't think they do it anymore. Um, I haven't heard of that in a minute. No, remind me what that was. It was kind of like similar to there's a company, I forget their name, but they, I think if you're an indie band, they'll print your CDs. Like even if it's just 10 CDs. Okay. So you get, you get 60 orders. They print 60. If you get 10, they print 10. But on it was, demand. Nice. Yes. And it, and it, and it wasn't, the margins were okay. It wasn't great, but I, I think with, with the Amazon print on demand, the margins were really, they weren't good. I think for CDs, it was like $7 a CD or something. So, so if you're going to sell them for 10, you're only making three, you're just better off trying to get a place to print you a hundred at a, at $3 each instead of a thousand yeah. at, you know, a dollar 50 or $2 Have them on each. Deck. Have them on deck. Um, yeah. But now that venue cuts is such a big thing, even on, even on CDs and vinyl venue cuts can be 10%. Yeah. You do want to have a lower, manufacturing cost if you're going out there and selling them on the road a lot of bands that are at that level they might the, the venue might just you know wave it or, or be like hey you know you're good we'll only take it on soft goods but on soft goods even then like these blanks are going up you know yeah, the price is hitting it yeah man yeah so you, it makes you think somebody's gonna someone's gonna do something to to rock the boat soon and i'm wondering Obviously, it's not going to be like a Taylor Swift or a Drake because that would fucking implode. That would kill so many jobs. It'd be hard. It'd be too much. But, but, but you must see it with the Expensify stuff and being in that tech app world. You must see that there's innovation that can be that can be done. It takes one disruptor, man. It, it takes one one you know kind of 
pioneer one one trailblazer to, to find something or to see a perspective one way i mean that was kind of this whole company's thing was that like everybody universally fucking hates doing expense reports and it's something everybody has to do from bands to like enterprise like bank investors you know like everybody has to do them in some capacity so we built a billion dollar company off of it but to your, your point yeah it's gonna take one band to kind of find some niche way to, to to be more successful at it and to say oh but we've always done it that way is you know the worst way to look at something and to to, to disrupt that um th- speaking of the 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 merge cuts on the, on the venue fees man those are that i've been following that along that i really hope that feels like it's going to be the the, the next shakeup the next kind of change in, in the touring industry where bands just won't take that shit anymore i mean it's been bands have been nickel and dimed and undercut and undercut over and over again and seeing all the stuff from like like straight from the path posts from uh from london how like it was like in a 50 cut with the vat and the gst and the merch fees and like russian circles not not selling in paris just because it was just so you know exorbitant like what are your thoughts on that man that that shit sounds like it's it's ripe for a revolution well, it goes back to 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 me. It goes back to even twenty something years when when we paid for our own vending tents. Oh wow! At some festivals, but if you if you you have to be willing to do the work, and so there, yeah. I think somebody there needs to be a representative in each band, and the role of that member of the band, or the or the maybe it's somebody in the management because it might be hard to get the band to agree on the one person that's going to have to do the work because it's a lot of legwork, right? Yeah. If you if if you were to do a pop up shop, and we've seen some bands do it, you you don't okay. most likely you're going to need to have you're going to need to get the sales tax information and be a registered company and a there's going to be some hoops to jump through, but like I've seen it done in Europe where um, a band literally rented a truck and pulled up outside the venue and sold merch <laughs> and they had their own vending license. Okay. Wow. To, to, to be like, like you would a food truck. That's, yeah. that's one way of doing it, which if you were going, like say if you're going to a festival and you're walking up and some of these festivals, there's no reentry. If you walked up and it was, I'm just going to use Slayer as an example, but if you walked up and it was like, yo, Slayer's got their own fucking merch truck outside, you can buy your hoodie and your fucking vinyl and go put it in your car before you even go in. You might might be down for that. And that's just, sign me up. That's just one wild idea. But if you're, if you're talking about a fly in and they're going to have a, if their seller is like a killer, if like, if it's like a sober fucking marketed, marketing minded, person who's ready to fucking count and fucking slang cotton and they're not like huh what yeah. what do you mean what and the, if they can tell which design is which because that's another thing i noticed with some of these fucking sellers and this is why i i do the different design for every show yeah yeah is they'll look at crowbar hate breed slayer god forbid shadows fall and they can't tell the difference yeah they don't because know because they're they're fucking merch racist they think it all looks the same they're like no they're they don't, read, like, they're, metal. They don't read metal i like it yeah no, no their fair. brains can't compute it like they can't yeah. tell the difference in the design or they can't even see the size you see by the time like i could literally pick it up look at the tag oh you want number four i could sell 30 fucking shirts in the time that they could sell one that person i don't want to pay the cut no. but if you got a fucking killer 
You got German assassin out there just fucking efficient. (laughs) If you got a savage and they got a crew of savages and they're ready to slang that fucking cotton, I'm happy to pay the cut. Fair. But you got to be a savage and don't give me any bullshit. Like just fucking set it up how it's going to look right. Prioritize. So, you know, if I I get it, it's like some of these bands, they want to set up the merch mall. It's like, bro. You ain't the headliner. Just set up your fucking two, dude. And the egos, yeah, are huge in some of these. The smaller the band, the more local the band. The sometimes the bigger the ego. So like, I get it. Like, it's your big night out. You made fucking twenty designs. I didn't tell you to make twenty designs. That was a silly move. But what is God the, bless you? <laughs> right. What does the contract say? You're you're so so. If you want to go online and complain about you can only sell two designs. I get it, you know, but if you agreed to that and it's your and you got your two designs, make those two a fucking undeniable design. Don't use the skull that everybody else fucking used 20 times. Yeah. Drippy make the white shit skull. Pop. Yeah. yeah. Make that shit pop. Put the worst, most offensive lyric on the back so that everybody <laughs> wants to buy that one or whatever. But no, it's you can't you can't generalize when you come to this shit because I could say whatever. True. And then I, you know, and then I'll have David Draymond from Disturbed on, and he's gonna be like, "Bro, we got fucking nine fucking eighteen wheelers filled with merch, okay? We gotta pay the cut because we yeah. got fifty people that gotta count in nine fucking." And I get it. And it's yeah. so sliding scale, but, yeah, for sure, for sure, right, right. It's there's a big difference between that and then the death metal festival with the band playing at twelve noon. <laughs> trying to bring in hot topic of a tip t-shirt stock right and yeah right okay so we have yeah, one, point we had one band we were playing a festival in europe i'm not kidding you we had one band they were low on the bill they literally like they, to them they were the headliner and i was like hey fake it till you make it i get it you gotta you you have to be a certain level of delusional True. but then it was like it, i don't think it was the band it was the merch guy that was delusional He's it wasn't the band yeah, he's trying to like fucking get it, show initiative. And he really wanted to set up like 10 designs. And we were like, yo, you played at fucking like one. And this is the headlining band. Like we're one of the headliners. Like we got to move all our shit for you. And he was a hard charger. Damn. And our dude stood <laughs> his ground and was like, no, bro, there's like you have not done the work. And, no. and this is not how it goes. But Sit there down. are some <laughs> there are some of those wild style like punk rock kind of DIY hardcore festivals where it's like a free for all and everybody, if you want to be a, one of those bands with 40 designs go now, he did still let them set up like double or triple, whatever their probably allotted amount was. And dude, there was not one fucking person nothing buying this. And a lot of people have heard of this band, but they just, it wasn't in that. It just wasn't in that area where they were popular. So it was okay. just, it was a whole lot. It was a whole to do with no reason. That's got to feel good though for your guy just to look over and be like, "Hmm, how's that how's that working out for you?" <laughs> I mean, he, he he could also be full of shit. Like, we don't know. But yeah, fair. It was funny fair. to me. It was funny to me because um now that this conversation is being had everywhere and uh and it isn't like a it's it's such a nuanced conversation, but True. you know, you, you got to be careful cuz then, you know, you don't want to be you you go on Twitter right now and you're fucking if you're in a big band, like say if David Draymond went on Twitter right now and he was like, oh, it's okay for me. Scorched. Yeah, you did. That was like that was a good David Draymond impression. Listen, uh, quiet everyone, please. We uh, 
it's for it's different strokes for different folks. We're selling <laughs> millions of dollars worth of merchandise and uh, we're happy to pay our 25% because of these hardworking people who need the jobs. And it is, it's job. It's like for those people, it's job security. Yeah. Yeah. At that level. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, it's funny that you mentioned, I, I totally forgot until just now that I'm talking to you um, doing the, uh, the different designs for each, uh, each market. Uh, the the Portland and Seattle markets you guys did, I think, when you were out with Megadeth a, a year ago or so, I was the guy that turned you on to the printer who plays bass in Vitriol, who lives in Portland, who did the shirts. So yes. I have two, he, he gave me two of those. So I have, have two Thank in my closet. Shout, yeah, out, just, shout out just, to Vitriol. Yeah, man, that just that just reminded me. I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. Um, yeah, they turned out fucking awesome. So and I love the uh, the uh, it was like you did one with the. Um, it was the uh what's the team up there the fucking seattle the team, the C- i think oh, no. the C- oh yeah yeah we, we the did, seahawks i think with the seattle right yeah we did one with the ducks too right because that was yeah i have that one that's the one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah those, those were gone in minutes but so in that in that case like if it's a if it's a no-brainer and the person doesn't have to be a good seller and, mm-hmm. and can be a little slow on the draw you know then you go listen if it, i've I take myself out of that because I don't have the patience. Like if you're sitting there eating fucking wilted nachos and you're like, and the person's like, Hey, can I? And they're like, huh? Then I ain't paying that cut. Fuck you. But if you're, if you're, yeah. If someone's slanging, like you said, if someone's killing it, then yeah, it makes sense. Like the system was built to be like, it was built to be so that the bands didn't have to do the work so that the actual, you know, product was moved. But then like anything in labor, right? Like not all people are going to be good at their jobs and, and not all people deserve that, that cut. And so it, it's, it's like anything and everything. It's not like a one size fits all, I guess. Right. It's not like it's, Oh no, this is the answer to it. There's always a nuanced answer. There's always a nuanced um, explanation for, for pretty much everything. So, you know, also- again, nuanced solution is what's needed hey everybody today's episode is brought to you by monarch heavy that's right the label that brought you black label society crowbar even bands like texas hippie coalition who rocks and and pop evil but now they got the new creeping death pre-order and they're absolutely killing it we're trying to get those guys for milwaukee metal fest 2024 but monarch heavy is not only sponsoring today's episode of the jossa show but they're also sponsoring monarch they're also sponsoring milwaukee metal fest and we have Somnuri, one of their premier acts, playing the pre-party with yours truly, plus Yotuma and a ton of great guests like Phil Demel, Chris Garza, Kirk from Crowbar, um, my boy Charlie Belmore, Belmore, my co-host of the How Awesome Is This podcast. He'll be there too. And you know what? We all love our records from MonarchHeavy.com. Use the promo code 666 and you will save 15%. Right now, over at MNRKHEAVY.com. Big thanks to Monarch Heavy for always keeping it real, supporting the Jossa Show, and sponsoring Milwaukee Metal Fest. While I have you, we want to thank as well another one of our great sponsors, CenturyMedia.store. They are absolutely killing it right now with new releases from Unearth, Suicide Silence, um, which, you know, Order a copy of their record right now. Bring it to Milwaukee Metal Fest. Chris Garza will sign it. Uh, Frozen Souls coming out this month. That's a big one. May 19th, Glacial Domination. You can get it all over at centurymedia.store and uh, tell them Josta sent you. No promo code needed, but look, put in a little note there that said, thanks to Josta. All right? Big thank you to centurymedia.store 
for supporting Milwaukee Metal Fest and the Josta Show. Now back to the show. Also, people do collabs all the time. So, so I, mm. what I don't understand is like, okay, you you've done a bunch of tours. What when you're out, I could name I could name venue shirts that I see. Okay, like yeah. venue merch, right? Yeah. Or I could I could name festival merch that I see that I, that I could say this brand carries some weight and has a built-in base. Um, you you can't say it with like CBs, but if you did say say you had say you're playing New York City, obviously CBs is closed. But if you got the license and you're playing another New York City show and you've played at CBs and you want to do a throwback shirt to the date that you played at CB's, you could collab with them, right? Just like yeah. you could collab with the whiskey. The whiskey is still open. So if you're going into the whiskey and they're taking 20%, make a whiskey put their shirt. fucking logo on it. And you don't think they'd have an issue with it? You think they'd they be can't. Cool it? They, they can't. can't. You got to collab. You got to work it out. You But see, okay. this involves negotiation. It involves having to pick up the phone. You know how many people don't even want to fucking pick up the phone to talk? <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> people, people don't even want to negotiate. I swear to no. dude, you, people, people would rather like instead of people would rather go no. They, so wait, you don't want to say at least negotiate. Go back and say double, go, or go back and say no. We'll give you five percent. Just try, but yeah. they don't even want to start that conversation. So I get it. It's like it depends who you're dealing with. If I'm showing up to Vakin. And Vakin is providing 80,000 people. I ain't drawing. If I go and do my own show in the town of Vakin, there ain't going to be 80,000 people there. Crickets. Yeah. No. So I am happy to pay the cut. Yeah. Makes but sense. I will put that fucking Vakin logo on that shirt. That's smart. Done that. That makes sense. It makes absolute sense, man. We might have negotiate to negotiate you know that. It's, we might have to edit this out because this is free game that I, you know, I don't know. I should this. Sometimes you got to charge for the game. The, the IP, man, you can't get that shit away for free. Everyone's going to start making Whiskey A Go-Go t-shirts every time they play Sunset. It's going to be, oh, Bleed the Sky might be playing uh, down on the Sunset and later this year. I uh, can't say where, can't say exactly when quite yet, but uh, my gears are turning now, Jamie. <laughs> well, Fear Factory just did it. I think they just did it. It's like they did the whiskey, and I'm like, looking at the merch, I'm like, wait, you didn't do a fucking... Fear Factory first show with a new singer at the whiskey, like with the whiskey's logo on it. Like that's a that's a legendary venue. Yeah, you're right. Because people love those exclusives as well. I mean, the actual physical exclusive of like not only it's taking like the the merch exclusive step one step further to having that like, no, no, the show exclusive where I was like everybody likes, a you know, tour date, you know, shirt or this, you know, whatever, like exclusive this or, you know, you did the, the market specific shirts and that's just that next level. Right. It's just the more it's the next step in the sequence that it makes sense to do it so so why not do it again that's I, I the only band i've seen do that really is you guys to be honest i can't think of many others but i'm sure there must be but you guys are well, the only ones i know that have done it the, a bunch of bands have reached out to me like i got a ton of when we started posting them every day like okay this mm -hmm. is it this is time this is a quantity or whatever i got a ton of people hitting me up from big ass bands but see if you're in a merch deal if you're signed to uh. a merch deal now you're talking about work Cause who's gonna, if you don't sell them all, who's going to take the picture? Who's going to upload it to the store? Who's going to send it out? So you like, it's you're, you're, are we, we're not going too out on a limb by saying like some people are lazy, right? No, not at all. It's absolutely true. <laughs> absolutely true. But you're going to piss people off by just saying that. Cause they take it a certain way. 
Yeah, it's a hard fact. Grow up, kids. And then also, whose money is it? Who's putting up the financial risk? And who? so who's going to bet on themselves? So when you're like, if you don't want to bet on yourself and you're worried about getting stuck with 50 shirts or 100 shirts, I get it. Yeah, oh, but so just the, swing so- low. I just right. swing way low. Like what, what are the pre-sales at and sell, you know, make, put it like way low and just make that air of exclusivity. You might see them on like, you know, Depop or offer up or fucking Facebook marketplace for triple the price, but that's just building that clout. And that's just, you know, if anything, that's, you know, it, it, yeah. there's a net positive there. And then the next tour, do it a little more, just be, you know, safe rather than sorry. Oh, dude, I guess people right? bought like people going up and give, but like we had to limit it. People were, do people go up and be like, give me 20 larges. And then they, they would be out. And they'd be up that night on Depop and eBay yeah, selling for 75 bucks. Yeah, of course. That in and out shirt you guys did in California, I was like, oh, dude, God, go on. damn it. I wanted it's, that so bad, dude. It's still available. It drives me crazy when I see people paying $100 for it. I'm like, wow. you can go get it for 20 bucks or 25 bucks, 20 with a coupon or whatever. But look, everybody's got their hustle. And when you, when it becomes this like national and international conversation, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just like, all right, I get it. You got to. You got to whatever vibe with your tribe or, or, or be out there and put out a certain thing, but it's not the, it's not the same situation. No, um, that's for fair. bands for bands flying in yeah. any bands doing flying dates. They love a seller and paying the cut. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You said different strokes, different folks, different, you know, nuanced solutions for nuanced problems. But also, we, solved it. we solved it, Jamie. We did it. No, there's bigger, there's the whole, everybody having their hand in a pie they didn't fucking cook. That's a whole other societal issue. Like I can't, and that's why, if anything, maybe this merch conversation, merch cut conversation, maybe it leads to, to peer to peer payment 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line. But you, you get too far into that. You, you get disappeared for going down that route. I mean, yeah. I mean, Apple's coming out with, if it hasn't already dropped, they're coming out with like the tap to pay now is just iPhone to iPhone. So you don't have to have like an actual little like square reader or any other kind of like, you know, uh, uh, 2FC, whatever that's called, where you can, you know, tap to it. You can soon it's just like, you know, $20 and then you tap my iPhone and then the money's now in my bank account. So it's just bing, bong, boom. Um, Yeah. P2P money, P2P transfers and like the interchange fees on that. That's like, that's insanely lucrative that's how cash app makes money that's how venmo makes money right those slivers of pennies on every single transaction so once that goes wide when apple does that like it's my understanding because i kind of work in the industry is that uh like square and cash and those companies are fucking terrified because once apple does that everybody has an iphone can just you know touch phones money no middleman needed and they get all that interchange sweet sweet cheddar um so yeah, that might be a, a way to do it going forward. Is is you know you just pay directly to that and no middleman. Who knows? And and we could get into the whole conversation about think about all those unused iTunes cards. I mean, oh, if you yeah. think, <laughs> if you think about Apple was a banking system, they got all that money, no yeah, interest, and and not a lot of the people have even redeemed them yet. No. And so, even the ones who have still have like 10 cents on it, a dollar on it, $2 on it. The one they go, oh yeah, there's nothing on this. They throw it, all, throw it away. And that's just fucking money in the bank, man. Unbelievable. They got fronted the money. So, so there, th- someone buys someone that gift card. It was like, they put the money in the bank for Apple and they don't get any interest on it. Yeah. 
so really whoever came up with that at Apple, that was a genius, genius move because yeah. they probably don't need that. That alone probably gave them enough funding for years and years to come. Cause then they put it in the bank and yeah. what's the interest on fucking <laughs> hundreds of millions. <laughs> right that's why and that's why we all have you know you know i'm talking to you on a macbook right now and my iphone right here and we're talking on beats headphones which are owned by apple and it's uh yeah the, the ecosystem that owns the world they know what they're doing that's probably why the itunes store is still there even though they say it's like less and less every year but it's still there it would be great if they went more of the Bandcamp model and i mean I, they're, they're i have hope for apple and i'm also kind of like on the uh, like i'm somewhere in between where i think it it, they could they could revolutionize everything again and be and still be profitable but be more artist friendly um there's but it's going to take someone getting in there and shaking up the system and 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 taking the successful things from the other models but offering the user a better experience and offering the creatives uh, sl- even if they went up a slight amount as far as, yeah. oh my God, could you imagine? <clears throat> That's the other thing. Like, it doesn't even have to be like, oh, somebody fucking comes out with something new. It could yeah. literally be one of them going, hey, you know what? We've looked into this and we're going to give a penny more or a half a penny more or a quarter of a penny more. And that could fucking cause the dominoes. You completely revitalize, you know, not revitalize, but, at, at, you know, at least do a nice, give a nice shot in the arm to, to independent music. Just like somebody at a board meeting, it's a fucking trillion dollar company, which is insane to even say. And they go, you know what? Let's, uh, let's raise it a couple, you know, points on a percentage on what we pay per stream. And yeah, we'll make, you know, this much less on our quarterly earnings or, or whatever, but we'll completely change and completely, you know, be in the good graces of, of independent touring musicians and creatives, you know, the world across, like not that they need the, 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 but Hey, why not? It might not even have to be money. Cause if they came to me right now and they said, Hey, we'll give you the data. Like if I go on Spotify and there's like Brian, can you check what Hate Breeds uh, monthly listeners are on 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 Spotify real quick? If you just Google it, it'll probably show. Like, like a imagine, demo breakdown. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like imagine you got the data, and and they said, listen, we're giving you the emails of these 1.5 million people, but they have to opt in. You can't break okay. the law. There's spam laws or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to opt in. You have to send an opt-in email. I mean, any band, I don't care if you got 10,000 listeners or a million point five or 10 million. If you had that data, game changer. Yeah. Like not only like demo data, right? Like like where they all are, but like how many of these people listen to your new song within like an hour of it being posted within like a, a, a day or whatever, like breaking it down like nine different ways, 10 different ways, a hundred different ways. So you can formulate your marketing plan on what markets you hit, where you hit harder. The powers in the data, man. I think, I think AI is going to really like the large le- learning, uh, large language learning models, whatever they're called. Um, I think that's really going to revolutionize a lot of the way we perceive and interpret data especially for not especially for but um 
including bands. I think being able to see all of that nitty gritty data down to the moment. And to your point, it's kind of bullshit that like, Spotify doesn't give you that, that they don't. It's like, it's your music. It's their platform. They obviously have all of that data. It's well, not that, hard for them to yeah, pull it. That's and that's the crazy thing is like you brought everybody to the music brings everybody to the table. It's yeah. Like, so you would think so. So it's yeah, that that's a whole we could do a whole other show about that. But it, it did make me think, man, there's some things that are worth more than money and and the connection to the fan and 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 just being able to. I mean, some you I know you can pull it off. I know we're going to get emails like you can pull the data off, let's say, like bands in town or some of the other oh, platforms okay, yeah. or or you can pay like if you have your own Shopify or you have your own you know, some bands will link their own Shopify to their Instagram or to their Facebook. And actually you can link, you can now link the Shopify to Spotify. Um, but, but one other thing I was thinking was if you took say like the Starbucks model, because now they're, they're similar to Apple as like, they're a bank. Cause the yeah. same thing you're putting on, you're ringing up 25 from a credit card or from your PayPal, you're going to get your drinks but you're always got a balance and that yep. balance is always there. Always pulling interest, always pulling it in for them. But there's a tier system. So they know, oh, wait, no, this guy is here every day or this girl is here every weekend or this girl is a hot. This girl comes in and she buys 10 venties for her friends. This guy only buys one little small tall coffee once every three months. So that data is so meaningful to them where we should learn from those companies. We should be like, oh yeah, because I, I think that's what's great about Patreon and that's what's great about these tier systems is like you want to prioritize those, those, you know, those ride or dies. I mean, power fans. Yeah. The people yeah. that are going to be there on time every time when a new shirt drops, when a new single releases, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's not to take anything away from the Fairweathers because listen, I'm a lot, I'm a Fairweather for a lot of, directors of movies and for a lot of sports teams and for a lot of fighters and like I'm a fair weather. But if I knew that they were going to prioritize me, like if I knew right now, say for this fight coming up um, Saturday with Israel Adesanya and, uh, and uh, he's fighting Pereira again, right, Brian? Also, Brian wrote in the chat here, 1.4 million listeners. Yeah. So 1.4 million right now, this month, it's been higher. But Brian, what was what's the fight this weekend? Oh, it's uh yeah, Izzy versus Alex P. The fourth time, this is this is now the fourth time they're fighting, and oh damn, Izzy's right. So so if time. I could, if I could, uh, if I was a real Israel Adesanya like diehard fan, and I knew say he wasn't getting pay per view points or he wasn't getting, I don't know what he's getting paid, but you know you we've heard these things right about UFC. Brian probably oh, knows dude's more about this. Paid, paid. But, but there's Izzy gets paid. But there's fighters that that should be getting paid more that have like bigger that that probably have bigger fan bases, right? Or or as big. Yeah, I feel like it's like a seasonal, like a season of life thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like dudes used to make a ton of money and now they're not doing as well, so now they they're not making that much money, and that's I think where the the sandpaper comes in. So if Nick Diaz, who has a huge fan base, was to say fight Israel Adesanya, like I want that shirt, I want that poster, like that's a legendary fight. Like I have fight posters up here. But I want to know that it's going to the fighter. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I'm a fair weather, they're not going to offer me that. Maybe I pay a little bit more so I could get that offered to me because I want that lanyard or that special shirt for that event. Um, so that's something. Yeah, man. 
It's all about the incentive. And and the data definitely can pull that out. It can definitely find that. I think we're going to see probably more of that just because data is going to get so much richer and so much more accessible and so much more divulgable with like now you see like third party companies that are able to like use an API connection to, to something like a, a pay-per-view and say, okay, here's these users. Let's do this and let's, and then let's package this all. And then let's sell it to, to a company and goes, here's all the stuff. Here's what we did all the work for you. But I think that actual aspect of doing that's going to get easier. And I think people are going to capitalize on it to give that incentive. And as long as you're opting in and you know, yeah. and it's not like, and it's ethical marketing. Like I don't want to be roped into some shit. That's bullshit. Like I did a, I just did a, a webinar and dude, like five minutes into the webinar, I was like, this motherfucker. And I, this had happened to me like four years ago and oh, I didn't shit. learn. And I knew, and, and even at the end of the webinar, it wasn't like it was a ton of money. But when he started into his thing, I was like, this motherfucker. Yeah, the other shoe dropped and you're like, yep, there it is. And it's, <laughs> it's not really ethical marketing. Okay. So there's got to be a way that, I know that's a that's a that's a slippery slope, right? Because Starbucks, yeah. you could say like the the drink you get is unhealthy, and they could hit you like two times, and they could say, "Hey, we got this fucking double chocolate mocha <laughs> on sale for," what, and you're only getting that because they know you bought two of them last week. They're I think not- I think they must they must do that already. They must have some kind of like, "Hey, we saw you do this," and like you can get like buy one get one half off if you do it before three p.m. or something, and they'll like use the app because by by opting in on the app, like you said, the you know the above board marketing. Well, it's like you scroll past that thing and you say, "I I consent, I agree." It's got to be in there. So with the Starbucks app, they go, "Oh yeah, yeah, we saw you did this." So here's a push alert, and you get this extra little coupon because you're you. Well, and I don't mind it if it actually creates value because I've done True. that where I've I've pre-ordered comics or I'll pre-order a toy and then you wait a fucking year for the toy. But but if the toy was kick ass, like I got this awesome Conan one, it was the, and it rules and I'm like over here putting fucking swords in his hand and shit. I'm like, this thing is <laughs> <Okay>. rad. <laughs> And and then they got me. They got me again for the next yep. one. They were doing like a they were doing like a Tulsa Doom one. I'm like, oh, I need that one too. But I'm happy to do it if they send me a code and I'm opting in and yeah. the product is fucking badass. But yeah, it's like you don't they're probably sending me that offer, but they might not be sending it to another customer. And I wanna know that. Because if I'm yeah. paying the premium, I wanna know that I'm getting something of value. value. Yeah. Um it's fair, man. It's fair. They do it. They do it with the sports teams too. Cause I've, that's a little weird though, because I'm like, how the fuck they once called me. No shit. And I, yeah. And I had NFL only, or what? Or, or it or, was uh, NBA. Okay. But I, but what I had done was I had, I had only booked that, that type of ticket once. Cause I really wanted to splurge from my nephew. Okay. But once, once you've done that, <laughs> they're not going to high roller. <laughs> They don't want to market you that cheap seat yeah, or that in between. Cause they know if you have a choice, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. We don't got it. We could do a, we could be 15 rows back. So then they call you and try to like butter you up. Actually NFL did it once too, where I went and then we did the, I could do it. I can't believe what people pay for the, for the NFL. It's insane. It's, it's it got to be it's got to be just, I've only heard super bowl numbers, but I can only imagine like playoff games or I don't follow sports at all but i've got to imagine that that must be insane the, the amount of money it, just for like season games it's insane and we 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 splurged on that one this is like literally once every like two years once every three years but we splurged on that one when we were in like the 
the special, you know, they give you like the special uh, clubhouse access and then you could walk out right onto the field like in this. Oh, you're, damn. You're blocked off, but it's like mm -hmm. right off their like little catering area where there's got like the soda machines and all this stuff. But you the, literally like you walk out onto the field and the players are right there. That's an experience that at least you're not just it, watching the game eating a hot dog. You actually have that experience and that connectivity to it. That's cool. Yeah, and some players even come over. Like my nephew couldn't believe it. Um, and they're not like the big name players or whatever, but still, it's it it didn't feel like such a rip off. Like some of these games where you go and you end up getting nosebleeds and everything is fucking, you know, nineteen dollars for a hot dog, yeah, seven dollars yeah. for a water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how do you change that? That's a whole other. Yeah, it's hard to put that genie back in the bottle to go back down the other way. Once it gets to that price point, they're not going to leave that money on the table, unfortunately. But I mean, I, I hate to say like, you know, bands and 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 musicians should take a, a page from that book. I mean, maybe they should take a page from that book and like with a semblance of, you know, morality and a semblance of like fan connection and stop like absolutely aping the system like, like some some sports uh, outlets do. But uh I think they should. I think they should. The musicians should find ways to to better diversify and capitalize on certain aspects and, and give that experience. I mean, meet and greets are are kind of you know some people are super formed, some people are super against them. But I mean, throwing shit at the wall and seeing what works. It's like at the end of the day, selling units isn't a thing anymore, right? When I was fifteen, I spent two hundred dollars a month on CDs, and now I spend. Maybe I try to buy way too much band merch. My wife screams at me every time a new black shirt shows up, <laughs> um, um, but I don't buy CDs anymore at, at pretty much at all. So when that gets undercut, you know, people giving bands shit for trying to find new ways to diversify their income streams. It's like, what the fuck do you expect, man? I, I did it for 10 years and I destroyed my credit and I ran two cars into the ground and destroyed a relationship. And like, it's, you know, you got to find ways to pay the bills and fucking feed yourself, man. And in any way you can do it, if that means taking a page out of the NFL and fucking cold calling people to come to shows, then, hey, I'm all for it. Well, also, there's there's ways to build out these these. Um, I'm sure there's ways to build out the data where what if what if going back to the Amazon thing, like mm -hmm. what if, you know, you bought the physical and you could click a box or you bought the digital and then you for like $2 extra, you could click the box and they send you the physical or whatever, not $2, but say like $10 and it's signed by the band or something. I wish that Spotify and, and Apple would do something like that too. Like let's, let's do a, a bundle where even if they don't want to give us the data, well then at least give us the chance to try to sell the physical and make a royalty off of it. Then rather than just the lower, but we we've, I really appreciate you being able to, to, throw these ideas back and forth this yeah, this, type of con this type of conversation really turns off a lot of people like i'm gonna get a lot of hate mail uh -oh. for this uh oh <laughs> but <laughs> there won't be around two then i suppose Jamie. well no there, <laughs> Sorry, there will there will be because i think you know especially once you you put out the next single or you do the deal and you or you or you guys want to announce the tour and feel free to plug whatever you want to plug right now but um i think more of these conversations will lead to even if it's the smallest bit of innovation and that benefits the creative, that's a good thing in the long term. I don't mind taking some heat from fans that are like, you're just about the money and this and that. And it's like, well then, but you complain when you when your favorite brand breaks up because yeah. they're getting a shit end of the deal. Like yeah. what I'm doing might actually create longevity for your favorite band. Even if you don't like my band, 
you know, that's, that's what people don't understand. It's like, we, we've all, we're only here because of the innovators and the people that kicked down the doors and the people that got the laws changed or got the, um, you know, the royalty rate better. There's always like those, those outliers and maybe we don't give them enough credit. And that's why, <laughs> that's why artists get demonized for talking about yeah, man. I'm, needing but, to make a living. Sparking that innovation though. I mean, that's just like you said, even if you get, you know, splash back for it and, and people talk shit like again just creating that that spark of innovation creating that this discussion kind of having these hard conversations that's why i've liked your podcast for for ages now man um i i did a podcast for a minute way back in the day and you were my inspiration to do it so and oh, thanks, I, I, I had a blast doing that like when i first started touring uh you're especially you and uh like you and brent's po- early podcast from mastodon <laughs> that was i was crying laughing i was showing everybody your podcast on the road i'm like you gotta fucking hear this shit it's so good because at first it was just kind of like you know fun you know tour stories and inside baseball shit and industry talk and obviously i can eat that up with a spoon but then when you get onto these kind of harder discussions that really encapsulate like what the scene is about and how we can move it forward i mean that's that's admirable man that that's what we absolutely needs to happen so i i really hope that that you know if we do see some of that i i hope you don't stop doing having conversations like this and, and pushing the uh the medium forward and pushing the discussion in the, the direction it needs to be um do you know when this Thanks. will uh yeah absolutely man um do you know when this episode will, will drop by chance any idea probably well if you have a tour to announce and it can't be announced within the next two weeks we could push it a couple days but i think no yeah, within the within the next two three weeks yeah okay cool um i only ask because we're, we're dropping the next single uh, on the 25th of April. So that oh, okay. by the time this comes out, uh, we should have some some teasers going up and, and some fun stuff. And then we've got another couple ones in, in the works. So we're excited to, again, beat the drum, uh, keep the uh, keep the engagement going, seeing if anybody likes what we have to, you know, picks up what we put down, likes what we have to offer. Uh, there will be some shows announced. Can't say exactly when, but we are working on some stuff. Uh, we're going to be playing a lot of older stuff from Bleed the Skies catalog. I think we're going to be marketing it as, um, you know, well, the band's been around 20 years, so I'll I will let you guys figure that, that one out for yourselves. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm fucking beyond honored to, to, to be in, in Bleed the Sky, to, to work with them. It's a band I've loved since high school. It's, a, you know, a movement that I really really kind of you know shaped me into uh, uh the musician i am today the whole new wave of american heavy metal was that gateway drug watching you on headbangers ball uh fucking turn me on to so many so many awesome bands dude uh i've many memories of i've like i'm looking at the the milwaukee metal fest sorry for ranting but uh, i'm looking at the milwaukee metal fest and seeing shadows fall on there and i like distinctly remember seeing the video for um thoughts without words on on headbangers ball and i remember my brain exploding i remember that like it was so visceral so um fucking thank you man and thank you for having me oh that's great no and i i think right now just the fact that that bands are are getting back together getting different personnel getting booked on these festivals it's high it's going to be and it always has been high tide raises all ships yeah so there's so many of these little metal fests popping up. There's so many tour opportunities, show opportunities. I love it. I say everybody take the gigs, play wherever you can play it, do it, do it, you know, to your heart's content because life is short and the fucking, the riffs are out there for your ears and your eyeballs. I mean, this shit every day, like literally it sounds corny, but like every day your, your new favorite song is out there. You haven't even heard it yet. 
Yeah, it's such an exciting time. Anybody that says, oh, there's not any good music out there right now, it's like, well, motherfucker, how hard are you looking? Like, you have the entirety of it all right in front of you. Take two steps out of your front door of your comfort zone and find some fucking awesome shit because it's out there. For sure, for sure. Well, well, we'll leave it at that. Thanks so much, Monty, for the time. You're always welcome back on. And yeah, who knows? Maybe between now and whenever you guys either do the next uh full length or whatever release you decide on maybe there will be some movement in one of these areas i i love the Bandcamp friday i love being able to you know connect the shopify to the spotify and the bands in town but yeah like any any innovation that that helps the creative or just takes a little bit of like the business stress off the creative that helps everybody because some asshole is going to be out there trying to write a, the best riff ever, but he can't yeah. because he's trying to connect his fucking Shopify to the fucking Spotify because the manager doesn't know how. And then we don't get the fucking next, you know, greatest riff ever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> High integrations raise all profit <laughs> margins. There we go. Yeah. There you, right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Let's we keep it going, man. Yeah, we for told sure. everybody don't go to college. We're like, fuck it, you don't need college. No, we do. You need a marketing degree at this point. <laughs> right. Get a marketing degree. Fucking write some sick riffs. That pairing that that'll take you take you to this moon and back. Help man. a help a caveman out. Get it? You know, like <laughs> help us cavemen with this shit. Awesome, brother. Well, good luck with everything. Yeah, let it, and we'll check out the single on the twenty fifth on all DSPs. It's gonna be on everything. It's even title. Even title, I, th I think it's going to be on title. I hope it's going to be on title. This will be out um, May one. May one. Okay, so the all single right, so it's already out. The single is called Soul Collapse. It's on all streaming platforms. I'm sure we'll have a merch drop associated with it, as we do for each of uh, these tracks. There's going to be exclusive merch for each one. So uh, bleed the sky on all socials, all that you know, fun crap. Get on there, yell at us, and tell me why I'm wrong when it comes to marketing. Of, of and, music. If, and if title, if title comes to you and says, "Hey, we we will give you the exclusive bleed the sky," but it's got to only be on title. Jay-Z, call me, man. Come on, we'll make it happen. Right? They <laughs> see they really fucked up when they when they had that whole panel and there was not one person from rock or indie mm. or punk or anything. Like they Come really on. they really blew it. I'm sure they still sold for some ridiculous amount of money because oh, of yeah. whatever reason in the tech world you can fail upward i don't know it's like government almost at this point oh yeah yeah the, like the, just... the market valuation compared to the actual like all the other <laughs> bullshit it's like yeah it's all it's all fairy dust and pixie sticks man <laughs> yeah it's i hey more power to them but yeah, yeah imagine that imagine them actually including somebody from metal title exclusive you could be the first bro that so get get our manager on that man that's a that'd be a hard crack a hard cookie to crack but i'm i'm down Some, somebody's gonna do it i i have a feeling i don't know when but if anybody's listening if this happens hit me up and let me know when it does so i can try to get credit for it the revolution is nigh man it's gonna happen soon <laughs> thanks brother have a good one Dude, great talk with you jamie on. cheers brother yeah man you cheers too. thanks brian thanks everybody Quick outro, real quick, in and out. Like, subscribe, hit the bell, leave a five-star review. Whenever we get some of the smaller guests, it ends up being like some of the most interesting shows. So if you enjoyed this episode with Monty from Bleed the Sky, come on, man, hook us up. Five-star review. Get us back in the good graces of the algorithm gods. Go subscribe at gasdigitalnetwork.com. Use a promo code JASTA. And it's then actually gasdigital.com. Gasdigital. Brand new website. It's fucking 
fresh and fucking shiny. Sleek. It's mean. It's sleek. And uh, and we appreciate your support. Gasdigital.com. Promo code JASTA. Download the whole archive if you want. And then if you really want to go above and beyond, go to patreon.com slash JASTA. Then if you really, 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 really want to go above and beyond, go to martyrstore.net. Use the promo code MMF20. That's MMF20. We extended the sale till Thursday. So if you're hearing this Thursday, act fast. We got meet and greets up for sale for Ripper. Meet uh, Tim Ripper owns at Milwaukee Metal Fest. You can meet myself, Chris Garza, Paul Bostaff from Slayer, Kirk from Crowbar, and many others. And um, we want to thank Monarch Heavy, monarchheavy.com, promo code 666. Make sure you pre-order the new uh, album Desiderium by Sam Nuri. And also the new Creeping Death is killer. Check that out. Thank you to CenturyMedia.store, home of all your favorite Century Media Records releases. And the big one is common, Glacial Domination, May 19th from Frozen Soul. Pre-order it now. Bring your copy and get it signed by the band at Milwaukee Metal Fest. And if you still don't have your tickets, you got to the 16th if you want to save for National Concert Week. TheRave.com slash Metal Fest. But the savings end on May 16th, so act fast okay lastly thank you to metal blade i'm so excited to have them sponsoring the legendary milwaukee metal fest but also them supporting the jossa show means a lot and brian slagle is coming out to sign his brand new book at milwaukee metal fest saturday the 27th we don't have the times yet but we will post them on the milwaukee metal fest socials and make sure you check out metalblade.com slash death ray vision that's mike d from kill switches other band they got a new vocalist and uh, those of you who know about Death Ray Vision, you know this is vocalist number three. And I love I love Brian and I love uh, Jeff. But man, this new guy, Keith, he sounds great too. And you know Mike's bringing the riffs. All, of, all these guys are so talented. Metalblade.com slash Death Ray Vision. Um, and if I forgot anything, no. How could I forget IndieMerchStore.com? Our number one sponsor of the Jossa Show and our biggest vendor over at uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest. If, if you do want to vend... Hit up Milwaukee Metal Fest uh, at Gmail. There's, I think, two slots left. But Indie Merch Store is going to have a huge spread. Get some gear before the fest. Go to IndieMerchStore.com and use the promo code JOSTA10. And then while you're at the fest, stop at their booth. Go to Hell's Headbangers booth. They're going to have a sick booth. They just got back from North Carolina. I'm going to definitely do a podcast with Justin. Uh, shout out to Eric. They're going to be there. Also, Pathos Production. Shout out to John Dwyer. Of course, Savvy's going to be there. Um, we got, we got, uh, FTA fest is going to be set up, you know, with a table there promoting their fest, which is going to kick ass. And then we have a ton of food that we just announced too. So it's going to be a good time. We'll see you there May 25th through the 28th in, uh, in Milwaukee at the rave Eagles. All right. That's it, everybody. Thank you so much. Drink your coffee. Do your pushups. Listen to death metal. Bye-bye. All right. Dope. Wow. 11, 1130. Okay. Speed run. All right, dude, I'll hit you up tomorrow because let's try to do the let's try to get the other episode out for Friday because they're on my ass. Yeah, so sure. This... And then maybe we'll record for Monday's episode as well. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll hit you up tomorrow. Just I'll, I'll... produced by Brian McKay. Executive producers Jake Olszewski, Ben Lee, AJ Lewis, Garrett Keeping, Dan Smith, Nick Torito, JJ Hernandez, Joe Bartovic, Jason Jarvis, Chris Larice. Alex Smolin, Todd McKee, John Blewett, Richard Miller. 
Kyle Marg, Nate Leffingwell, Morgan Costner, Mark Tag, Zapagor Waikato, Niall Scollard, Kathy D'Ambrosio, Justin Steven, Jack Flanders, the Pit Commander, Andy Wilson, Jeffrey Kuhn, Kimo Humalamaki, Jonathan Metis, Brandon Cooper, Matthew Jankowskis, Jamie Kutcher, Ryan Undercoffler, Matt West, Ryan Maurice, Chad Green, Dallas Hendricks, Jacob Arensberg, Kenneth Moore, Kona Butterflies, Stephen Helm, Richard McIntosh, Jeff Stevenson, Ryan Williams, Larry Tooley, Dallas Bolin, Ryan St. Nathan Rex Madrid, Cameron Hendricks, Scandalous Official, Joe Monson, Let's Talk Resident Evil, Andrew Chase, Guy on the Couch, Chris Winchester, Antonio Reyes, Joe Otson, Dustin Stone, Lee Walker, Ryan Levson, John Hankis, Robert Bushaw, Troy Seal, Mark Horror Armenta, Jay Liberston, Nick Fowler, Mike Horgan, Emma Horgan, Arnorock, Patrick King, Oscar Brummett, Stacy Steinecke, Fernando Somoza, Patrick O'Brien, Dominique Zimmer, Ryan Sanders, Lara Snyder, Daniel Burt, Milwaukee Metal Sausage, Adam Boss.